0: Taking their way to the ring, the reigning, defending, podcast champs, calling my shots. There's only one way you can take this, and it's in that ring. Who wants to go toe-to-toe with the champs? This is calling my shots.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Calling My Shots. It's a leap year, and unlike most people, who are probably just chilling on the couch. Cliff and I are putting in some work to crank out a great podcast for you. So, Cliff, what's going on, bud? Good day, good day, good day. <laughs> he's, dead, he's dead set on trying to do some Australian accent, which we... That was actually know. British, but...
0: It sounded Australian, to be fair. It's okay. You're someone who's really never been out of the United States except for uh, France, which is where. Yeah, I'm...
1: I went to France. From, where have you been from outside which, of the United which States? I
0: have been to Romania, Ireland, Bali, Japan, Thailand, Philippines. Look at look at this guy. He definitely thinks he's cool.
1: I have I have traveled the globe a good bit. Hey, I went to France and Belgium, to be fair. Yeah, both were. Great food, aren't, aren't that great? great, great food.
0: I went there, I spent a month after I graduated high school. Well, we all know where, you know, how the French are, you know, French are quitters. So I guess you would fit in there great. No, not true. I mean, look
1: at my winning mentality overall. Look at how the last couple of podcasts have gone. I mean, I
0: think it's pretty self-explanatory. And yet you have a zero winning streak on betting against me. Never Dude, won. What are you talking Never about? Never won.
1: We, there's been plenty of times where you paid me on bets we've done in the past, just not public. Yeah just not public, which is all we're counting right now. Anyway, anyway, we got to actually get this podcast <laughs> started. So the first segment we wanted to talk about was going over the mock draft, what all the you know quote unquote expert analysts have decided for their draft projections. We obviously think we know more. Just because we're hammering the Seattle Dragons to win in the XFL tonight at plus four eighty
0: odds. Plus four twenty. Plus four twenty. Hammer the Dragons money line. I mean, look, I mean, it's yeah. If you don't have a Dragon the, beating a Battle Hawk, that's on you. Yeah, I mean, there's really
1: yeah. St. Louis is at home and they're like pumped that they finally got a football team back. But but seriously, I mean, a Dragon over a Battle Hawk—that's pretty self-explanatory. Let's be honest. They're gonna just kill them with fire. Yeah. What is it? Ten bucks to one forty. <laughs> No, oh, $10 to win 42 42 plus 420 That's an easy bet if you guys want to make some money on the XFL. Hammer that. You're welcome. That's our leap day present to all of our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, so going into the mock draft a little bit. Some things that stand out. I mean, we obviously know Joe Burrow's
0: probably going to go number one overall. Not if he pulls an Eli Manning. Which that's is that's what, the only stipulation. I mean, there's a lot of speculation on him actually doing that, but yeah. But he he said that he
1: wanted to, that he wants to play for Cincinnati. I mean, <laughs> look, his college. Team, Nobody his, wants
0: to play for Cincinnati. He, he said just, he said he would play for them though. Yeah, said he would. Does he? Do you think that Joe Burrow wants to go to Cincinnati? Nobody wants to go to Cincinnati. I mean, probably, probably Nobody not. Nobody wants to even live in Cincinnati. But he plays in the best conference in football if he goes to Cincinnati. <sighs> yeah, with Lamar Jackson taking the Ravens again this year. I mean, it, it's going to be. That'll be the Steelers with Big Ben on the comeback. Not a big deal. But anyway, I think
1: here's the thing that you're missing about Joe Burrow. He played for the LSU Tigers, nicknamed the Bayou Bengals. He's going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. I see correlation there. I can
0: definitely see it happening. I mean, it's going to happen. Cincinnati's going to draft him. They'd be stupid not to. But with Joe Burrow having... Weak weak quarterback draft this year. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a weak quarterback draft. But Joe Burrow, I mean, the guy's a standout from everyone else. I mean, no matter who'd be in there. I mean, even if you had Andrew Luck in that uh, category when he was coming out of college and...
1: this might, this might honestly be the weakest draft that I've seen in a long time. Very weak. Very weak
0: outside, you know, top 20.
1: Well, that's the crazy part. Everyone has Tua going number two overall. Sure, Tua has flashes, and he has potential, and he has the talent to be good. But do you really want to draft a guy number two overall that can't seem to stay healthy? He literally has been injured every single season he's played in I mean, in yeah, college football. He's a
0: risk, but he's and playing- how many How many lefty QBs do you see in the NFL right now? To be honest, the last one I can think of really is Matt Weiner, who did not do so great. <laughs> but, I mean. Wasn't uh, Tarkenton was a lefty too, right? Or was it Fouts? If
1: it was one of those guys. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. but
0: I can't either. But I'm, you got two, uh He's with Nick Saban in Alabama, surrounded by great talent. I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You can't really. It's hard to evaluate Alabama quarterbacks because their team is so good every single year. And, I mean, look, have we even seen a Alabama quarterback translate into the NFL yet? I mean, look at how good A.J. McCarron did. The guy's
0: a complete bust. A.J. McCarron really hasn't been given a chance, though. I mean... He's playing in the XFL now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I wish he was playing for Seattle.
1: He's not good. There's There hasn't been... Alabama doesn't have the best track record for putting out quarterbacks, so... I don't know. I'm really hesitant about drafting two of that high. I think if you get him, like, you know, mid or late first round, that's a good pick, but going number two overall to me,
0: that's ridiculous. Like, if you draft Tua over Chase Young, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, it depends on uh, how much they really uh, think of him. I mean, if they think he's going to be the national championship winner, then yeah, he's worth worth the pick. But if they think he's going to be getting hurt every uh, season, then obviously well, he's not worth it. He's the same size as Baker Mayfield,
1: though. And speaking of which, Cliff, do you want to tell the story about the uh. great
0: Cleveland sports reporter... Who, he lost his job, right? Well, I think it's actually he's only got suspended right now. It's acceptable in Cleveland. But, I, I mean, yeah, this uh, ESPN reporter for Cleveland uh, decided to leave his mic on and pretty much talk about how Baker Mayfield's a midget compared to all, <laughs> all the uh, quarterbacks the Browns have passed up on, which Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes being, you know, big one. And now it'll be Joe Burrow. So you're telling me the Browns... The Browns need a trade-off to get Joe Burrow. <laughs>
1: You're telling me the Browns are the best franchise at evaluating
0: talent? That's a joke, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded pretty serious, but yeah, the Browns—they just have bad luck. It's just—it's it just not comes,
1: bad luck. It's it just comes bad, down to bad, bad luck. It's
0: bad ownership. I mean, yeah, it's a combination of both. But I mean, come on, they've had some pretty bad luck. Some of the some of the guys, you know, them grab. I mean, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's doing great. Yeah, that was a good pick. I'll give them that. They're just bad on quarterbacks. It's too bad Freddie Kitchens decided to completely underutilize them all season. <laughs> yeah, well, Freddie Kitchens was the stupidest hire that they could have done. Yeah, They got I mean, that guy did not. That, deserve that's to the be epitome a coach. of
1: a Cleveland Browns franchise move. I mean, let's be honest.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's always one mistake after another, and right. they just need to get someone who knows what they're doing in the office. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't have high hopes for the Browns this
1: year. But anyway, Justin Herbert, he's. Consistently getting ranked in the top 10 for picks. It's crazy to me that, you know, how weak of a quarterback drafted is. There's still three quarterbacks allegedly going in the top 10 picks. I don't think Herbert's that good. I think he is a terrible decision maker. He can't throw an out route, which, I mean, that should be an easy. You're going to depend on that in the NFL all the time. And if you look at film from the Arizona State game, he also gets rattled against the Blitz. So I think defensive coordinators are obviously going to see that, and they're just going to send the house all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see Herbert uh, doing that great his rookie season. But I see him potentially being built up into an above-average quarterback. Nothing special, nothing great. He's the epitome of a Miami Dolphins pick. Yeah, but that's who they're going to take. The one thing he has going for him, he's out of Eugene, Oregon. Freak athletes. Come out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, I mean you, terrible, terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, you got Cameron Haynes, Colby Covington, Chael P. You know, this is including the surrounding area. I'm not Kalodi Nada. You think Kalodi Nada
1: was bad? I'm not saying that they don't produce athletes. I'm just saying we haven't seen anyone come from Eugene, Oregon that's
0: actually a good quarterback. Marcus Mariota is about the only one, and he's not even good. He's he got a package QB. He got a package for Ryan Tannehill. Okay, Ryan Tannehill was playing great though. He was. I mean, you can't deny still, he was playing good. Before they put him in,
1: everyone—I mean, they put him in based on what they seen from Ryan Tannehill out of Miami. That's how bad Marcus Mariota played last. Year.
0: I mean, yeah, Mariota—he's just a package QB. I mean, all those scrambling quarterbacks, in my opinion, are a waste of a pick. They don't hold up, and they're never—they never turn out to be good. I mean, I think the same thing is gonna be our same thing gonna happen to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, MVP. Well, Lamar Jackson the in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if he chokes. I'm saying he's not going to be the quarterback he was... Next year that he was last year. No, absolutely not. No, he got he had a lucky, lucky season. Teams are gonna figure. I don't, out. I don't, I don't think he's that good. I See, mean, I don't either. You know, you have Cam Newton too. I mean, people thought Cam Newton was great coming out. Yeah. Now look at him now. I mean, I mean,
1: I just think if you look at Lamar Jackson in the playoffs when it actually matters, he has not played well. He has great tools. He's a great athlete. Don't get me wrong, but
0: doesn't hasn't really had the opportunity though to prove prove us wrong. So we'll hold off. On, two, I'll hold two, off on Two that. seasons he's had the chance to prove us wrong.
1: I'll hold off on that. Okay. But Well anyway, so these so called experts that are, you know, telling us how the draft is gonna go, they're saying Jordan Love from Utah State Have you heard of the Utah State Aggies before? He's projected in some drafts to go number seven overall, and this man threw 20 touchdowns and 17 picks. Yeah, well, I mean, the Chargers need somebody, but that is definitely not the answer. the, The Chargers would make a move like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, but still projecting this guy that high like there's so many good athletes in this draft why would you waste a pick like the guy's gonna fall to the second round no doubt about it I mean you, if you're gonna waste pick you would a pick, think you would think <laughs> yeah whoever drafted before that's an idiot I don't know about all these mock drafts I, a good bit of them have him going in the first round I know well can you believe people actually pay these guys to do mock drafts and then say oh Jordan Love's going top 10 overall yeah they need to pay me to do this uh, I don't think that would go too well but I, anyway
0: you know I, I think it would
1: the Honestly, I think one of the sleeper quarterbacks that could potentially be good, and especially because his draft stock isn't super high, I think is Jacob Eason. I mean, he has all the he has all the tools to do it. I think in the right fit, it might be able to work out. Like, I would rather have him over
0: Jordan Love. Easily. Easily. I mean, he's not throwing uh, 20, 20 touchdowns <laughs> and 17 interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Jameis Winston's
1: an exception to the rule, but name like one NFL quarterback that's lasted more than one season that's thrown 20 picks and 17, or 20 touchdowns and 17 picks in a college season. Just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you take away Jameis Winston's half his picks, or his interceptions, look, if you take away half, Tampa Bay is a playoff team. I'm on the fence about
1: Winston. Like I, I don't know if he's that, like he's a gunslinger. I don't know if he's that bad. He needs a
0: Josh McDaniels or a Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, That's I mean but I, say,
1: I don't think Arian I think Arians has done a lot of good for him also though, just by letting him sling it. Yeah, I, not with a- the interceptions. One, yeah, but Arians quiz with this He's like, Yeah, I don't care how many interceptions Winston throws as long as we win and as long
0: as I'm giving him the opportunity to, you know, be a gunslinger. I mean, yeah, I don't care how many interceptions anyone throws as long as they win the game, but to a, cer- a certain point, you have to you know, step in and say, oh, okay, this guy's <laughs> not making the best reads.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, Jameis Winston, he was, for a fantasy quarterback last year, he was one of the best, top five. Yeah, I mean. Put up I'm- numbers. I'm not saying he did wrong, but And he didn't steal any crab legs this season, which was a... Uh, but he
0: turned the ball over a good bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so one of the players I think is a little bit undervalued is DeAndre Swift. Running back out of Georgia. You obviously see how many great Georgia running backs are in the NFL right now. Experts have him going late first round. I think he's easily... I could see him even going in the
0: top ten, to be honest with you. I couldn't see top ten, just not in, not in this. I, league, I think you could
1: justify him going in the top. You 10. could
0: justify he's the best running back in the draft. I right. mean, plus you look at Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, all running backs out of Georgia, no, Michelle, all doing Michelle,
1: good. Mich- Michelle's trash. In your opinion, last year, what what numbers did he put up last
0: year? Okay, well, listen, Patriots are running back by committee team. They have Rex Burkhead, Brandon Bolden, James White. That's a crowded backfield. Yeah, are you going to look for crazy numbers? No, you look for guys who produce. You look for guys who grab that hard, hard-earned hard yard matters, or in situations that matter. Or you let your
1: starting running back gain 20 pounds during the offseason. 20 pounds of pure American steel. <laughs> pure American fat. Anyway, I think also Javon Kinlaw, besides Chase Young, he's the second-best pass rusher in the draft this year. Obviously, he's from the great university, South Carolina. Was the most double-teamed defensive end in college football last year. Had a great pro day. So I think his, you know, most people have him going between pick number ten and fifteen. I think that's probably about right, and I think he could be a really, really great player for a team that drafts him.
0: Highest potential is an above-average end. I mean, I I think he could be as good as Clowney. See, I. I, I mean it's I don't his head think it's, straight, don't think con- on, he has all the
1: physical tools to do it.
0: Yeah, but I don't think his conditioning's there. I don't think his work ethic's there and I think once a thug, always a thug.
1: I mean last year last year was prior I would have agreed with you, but last year I think he really turned a corner and showed showed different promise. You know
0: who who else did? Aaron Hernandez. Look how that turned out. Yeah, but I mean that's you know, when you play for the New England Patriots, what else do you expect? All I know is that guy got plenty what? of chances and yeah did not uh, did you watch the documentary about Aaron Hernandez just out of curiosity I've watched a couple episodes was it good the guy's a little weird I mean if you're
1: yeah so what do you think about I personally think that LaVon be an also being underrated, or undervalued this year I mean he had 6.5 sacks last year 60 tackles I think he's probably the best linebacker in the draft and that's honestly a hard position to fill to begin with so if I, was, I would jump all over drafting him in the top 10 personally
0: I'm hoping New England
1: uh, picks him up Chase on. Where's New England picking this year? Whew. Probably twenties, right? What are they? Twenty some, high twenties. I mean, I think I think you're probably gonna have to trade up from twenty, though. I don't think you're gonna get Chase on at number twenty. I... I mean, some some people
0: have him going there, but see, I I think he he could still be there. I mean, like you said, he's undervalued. I mean, people don't want to. Uh, I mean, people really don't like taking risks. It seems like yeah, but he's easily the best linebacker in the draft. I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah,
1: but I don't know if the Patriots necessarily need a
0: linebacker. Yeah, but
1: having a linebacker never hurts. I mean, that's a great position to have, and especially to be deep on. Just like the Steelers? Yeah, <laughs> Devin Bush, greatest pick of all time. Am I not lying? I mean, Devin, look, no, Devin the Bush man, good. The man has a legendary rat tail, and he <laughs> had a crazy year last year.
0: The guy's, I mean, how fast he is is what blows me away, his speed. It's just—it's well, pretty know, much like a, a ear. You know Shazier. the Steelers have been watching him since high school, right? Like, that's,
1: a, that's how great of a franchise they are. They, they know their players. They evaluate them from when they're in high school all the way through college. Traded up to get them. Great move overall. I think we all saw it last
0: year. And they start paying them in high school. Isn't that right? <laughs> that, would, that would be something the Pats would do. Yeah, something that uh, winning organizations do. Look, the Steelers and Patriots, like even on the Super Bowls, the
1: they're the best two franchises in the NFL. I think we
0: can agree on that. One of them is a little bit better in the modern era. era, One of them has more Hall of Famers. uh, I don't think anybody cares about Hall of Famers compared to uh, Super Bowl Rams. And more Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, you think Mike Tomlin's going to be a Hall of Famer?
1: Yeah, Mike Tomlin's going
0: to the Hall. No, no no already in the Hall
1: and Chuck Knowles in the Hall. Three coaches, three Hall of Famers. Why would Tomlin be in the Hall of Fame? What has he done that
0: deserves to be in the Hall of Fame?
1: Well, he has the second best winning percentage among active coaches behind Bill Belichick. Behind that,
0: Bill. Okay, but he's wow. still.
1: I mean, look at Bill Cowher's in the Hall of Fame. you think Pete Carroll's going to the Hall of Fame? <sighs> Sean Payton's I,
0: going to the Hall of Fame. I would hope Pete Carroll doesn't, but for whatever reason, I think they're, gonna, they're yeah, going and to. And you could say, and Mike Tomlin has a better winning percentage than Pete Carroll.
1: Mike Tomlin's going to the Hall, whether you want to admit it or not. And I'll put a bet on that right now. I mean, however much money you want to throw on it, that's I'll just, hammer Mike Tomlin going to the Hall of Fame. That,
0: with a, with easy, how many people? That's an easy. Yeah, pick. With, with how many people they're putting in the Hall of Fame now? Yeah, probably. But it'd be stupid. He hasn't deserve. He hasn't done anything to deserve. He's already desert. won a Super Bowl. He,
1: he's won Super Bowl. Was the youngest NFL coach to win a Super Bowl. So
0: look at the uh, roster. he got. Look at
1: what he did last year with absolutely no one on offense. The man went eight and eight. We were contending for the playoffs all year. I thought, you know, he honestly probably should have won. Coaching say
0: that quarter. again. Contending. Yeah. Oh, so the, up until like the last. So two they games. didn't make the playoffs with
1: a practice squad quarterback.
0: Practice squad quarterback. Well, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he chose to bench Rudolph. Yeah. So he, okay. And, and so when he, he did that at a great time, and then Doug Hodges won his next two games. And it was, So it's a great idea for him, too, saying, yeah, I had to start a practice squad QB. Look, What what can I do? So it was a win-win for him either way because he had an excuse already there. Look, so many people would agree. And if he did agree, win. So many people would agree that Tomlin should have won Coach
1: of the Year last year. Yeah, I think that's only you. <laughs> oh, no, there's plenty of people that think that. Yeah. No. But anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about Nobody thinks that. Every, everyone thinks that. Yeah. No. Okay. He had, he had a great coaching performance last year. There's no doubt about that.
0: I mean, look at what he had to work with. And you should just move on from this conversation because. Tom, I already, I already
1: no. won this conversation, so we can't. <laughs> oh, you, can. you did not win we, this conversation. We, we can Thinking think Mike from Tomlin it. deserves Coach of the Year. No. Yeah, yeah. And we can move on from it, but I already won that. It's okay. <laughs> so I want to briefly talk about baseball a little bit. Some news. A MLB scout says the Astros will need riot teams and a SWAT force. For whenever they play the New York Yankees. We all know how Yankees fans are.
0: I honestly don't think that this take is that crazy. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Cliff? Yankees fans and Bills fans in general are what we in the sports world call assholes.
1: Yeah, but who's worse? I'm still on the the boat that Philly fans are worse. No.
0: No, no, no. I think... You go to Red Sox, Yankees fans... Or right, you you go to Red Sox Yankees game you have fans throwing peanuts at you cussing at you yeah I mean, I mean Yan-
1: Yankees fans are up there for worse fans no I mean, they're just babies they're spoiled little losers well that's I mean look but look at New York I mean what besides the Yankees who else do they have Buffalo Bills have turned it up <laughs> yeah even, but, I, no, even but, if, no, but no one's I mean look the Yankees are the pride of New York right I mean they have I mean, Bills Mafia you. You can't you, you can't. Heard disagree- of Bills Mafia. Okay, but you can't disagree with it. The Yankees are the best team in New York. And they have been, and they will always be the heart of New York. As of now, yes. I mean it's bound As to change. As of forever. I mean twenty-seven World Series. I'm just saying it's bound to change. I mean I don't think it's gonna change. But that's what they're very they're very passionate uh, fan base. Very and I do I do think that the scout actually isn't wrong in his take. I mean I think it's very very feasible. Had uh Peanuts thrown at me in Yankee Stadium. Did you, did you go to old Yankee Stadium or the old Yankee, Yankee Stadium it, it sucks that they from what I know about the new Yankee Stadium they pretty much turned it into a shopping mall it's just it's so commercialized I actually like the old Yankee Stadium so it's kind of it's kind of sad to hear about how commercialized the new stadium is it kind of takes away from you know the Bronx bombers and all that
0: well for all those uh, listeners who haven't been to Yankee Stadium or New York in general don't go it's a dump that place. <laughs> is a dump. I'll good, on that.
1: Good to, good to know. Some other
0: baseball news. Nolan
1: Arenado, in my opinion the best third baseman in Major League Baseball right now, who was signed in February of 2019 to an 8-year, $260 million deal, has been going at it with the Rockies GM. They're not even talking anymore. And you know, the Rockies tried to deal him in the winter, and I think it's pretty inevitable that they're going to deal him before the trade deadline this year. Cliff, what do you think about that? I think the guy's got an
0: attitude problem.
1: He has an attitude problem because his franchise has failed to make any moves to make their team
0: better. They did. They brought him on.
1: I mean, yeah, but they literally, in the entire offseason, they only added one player. Okay. Like, you think they're just magically going to get good without making any moves? I mean, they don't have a great farm system.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. This guy gets signed. Not everyone can be the Pirates. This guy gets signed by the uh, Rockies. He's the only one there. He likes the attention. He likes it. Okay, I'm the superstar here. He doesn't like it. He wants to win. He said, yeah, I would rather... Yeah, he wants to win, but at that at that he point... He said, I
1: would rather win a World Series than go to the Hall of Fame. Which is, what something you want to hear as, as a GM. It is. But... Yeah, this guy prides himself on winning and is just pissed off that their franchise hasn't given him any tools.
0: I mean, yeah, but that's kind of on his fault, or it's his fault right now. I mean, come on. He's the one who decided to sign with him. I mean, eight years, 260, money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah, so the guy took the money. But the way, I mean, you, but you can at
1: least expect from your franchise who promised him that they're going to make them a winner. I mean, literally, the owner and GM both told him, Hey, we're going to do everything in our power to give you a contender
0: to work with. And they obviously haven't held up their end of the bargain. Well, I mean, they probably tried, probably just made the wrong moves. Well, obviously have made the wrong moves. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean that's Colorado uh, it's, was
1: terrible last year. Yeah,
0: if if you're with a shitty team to begin with, don't expect it to turn better. Yeah, but they could at least make an effort to maybe sign the guy went there because Calver of the money. Pitcher. He went there because of the money,
1: and no, now he got he now blossomed he, through their organization. What are you talking about? Do what he was in their farm system. He got he blossomed through their farm system. Yeah, and stayed there, there because of the money he was offered. No, the Rockies two or three years ago were good. They were in the playoffs almost every single year. Not anymore. I know, because they're not surrounding him with any talent. So he took the money. I mean, yeah. You right? Could, you could maybe make that case, but it's still... if I mean, he took the money, assuming that his team, that his franchise
0: was going to give him other elite talent to work with. Okay, and if he doesn't want to do the homework on the organization and see exactly what their plans are, then that's on him. He took the money. Or he just trusted them to do the right thing, which didn't happen. Yeah, which is why he took so much money.
1: Because he did not trust <laughs> It's me. a pretty normal salary in baseball nowadays. I mean look you see all the deals that go on. Yeah, that's it's a normal, not, it's that's not, a normal salary. Yeah. For for great <laughs> for great players in major league baseball it is. For elite players. I mean that's that's pretty normal.
0: Yeah, I personally wouldn't spend that kind of money on a third baseman, but that's just me. Yeah, and I mean you would probably work for the Oakland Athletics you damn right. If, the, if Oakland offered me a contract tomorrow, then, yeah, I would probably accept it. <laughs> who, yeah, who wouldn't? So, anyway, let's move into the NHL for a little bit.
1: Um, big news. I'm sure you've all already heard about it because it's been on Good Morning America and just made crazy headlines. To me, one of the greatest sports stories we've heard in a little while, David Arez emergency goaltender emergency goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes who is also the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies got called into action against an organization that he drove a Zamboni for as the emergency goaltender comes in saves 8 out of 10 shots guides the Hurricanes to a win talk about legends in the sport of hockey he's already up there no doubt about it you say legend I
0: just say a bore yeah, okay, okay. The story for, for that guy himself is yeah, crazy. He's 42 years old. Yeah, I, I'm not saying this. He got, f- he got a text message. He was literally
1: just chilling. And then the hurricane texts him, oh, yeah, you need to suit it up. You're going in to face
0: the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, yeah, for the guy, I think it's, it's great. I think everything's being blown out of proportion because he's a 42-year-old goalie who's stopped eight shots out of ten. Which, yeah, not yeah, awful. Yeah, but he stonewalled, he stonewalled Austin Matthews, yeah. one of the most prolific goal scorers. And in the got NHL. 5 hold by John Tavares. I okay, mean, that's, yeah. John, that's John Tavares. Listen, I, I'm not saying the guy, what he did, isn't you what know, if,
1: good. What if the Maple Leafs missed the playoffs by two points because they lost to an emergency
0: goaltender? They didn't lose to an emergency goalkeeper. They did. No, they did not. No, see, they already that's had a lead. They already had a what lead. What are you
1: about? If you look up David Ayer's career... When lost, as a starting goaltender, he's
0: 1-0. They lost to him. Why don't you have Pittsburgh sign him? You P- want, you want him to be a starting has, goal? Pittsburgh already has two elite goaltenders. Uh, yeah, but goal apparently team. you think this guy is
1: so good. No, I'm just saying the stats show that he won that game. He's 1-0. He didn't as win that career. game. He's
0: a 1-0. They, they already they had NHL a lead, so team. what does it matter? You could, I could have won in the net. <laughs> and I could have stopped. nine shots out of ten. They not would have scored eight they would, shots. they would have
1: scored ten out of ten on you. No doubt
0: about it. No, they wouldn't have. Not with my cat like
1: reflexes. Not not everyone can go into goal like that and actually stop. You're talking about he, greatest, Yeah, but here's the
0: thing. He just didn't go into goal. He played goalie up in, in minor, the minor. Yeah. yeah, in minor league. Like so, 18, it's not like he's 18 not. Eighteen years ago. Yeah, it's not like he's not good at it or wasn't good at it. The guy probably hasn't touched skates in eighteen years. I mean, he's forty-two years old, and you know this for a fact. Yeah, I'd like to see your sources because I guarantee you the guy has been on skates. My sources are from the. The Wiz- guy is a Zamboni the, the driver. Wisdom. How has he not been on
1: skates in the last eighteen years? Yeah, but it's not like he's suiting up as a goaltender. You just being childish. Regularly, regularly practicing. Child, please. We'll hear back from the from the fans on this, but I feel like I presented a much stronger argument. What else is new? Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, for 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 this for the sport of hockey, it's great. I think it brings a lot of publicity for it. I mean, his wife was profusely tweeting about you know
0: just cheering her husband on. But I mean, see, what, a, what a cool story to see. That's the so, sad thing is that's what's circulating or circulating the uh, hockey community. I mean, this guy winning. Or not even winning a game, I yeah, but, would call it. Stopping look, facing, stopping eight shots. Yeah.
1: This guy against, is the headline. Against the best ice hockey players in the world. That's who he's going up with. It's not just your average I mean, he's in the NHL, the highest level you can make it as an ice hockey player. And he comes in as a Zamboni driver and stops eight out of ten. Pretty damn good. I just
0: think I could do better personally. I'd say nine out of ten or ten out of ten. But... Yeah, this guy didn't win him the game.
1: <laughs> I, I would pay to see that, anyway.
0: I would love to be paid to do that.
1: So, calling my shots last week, we introduced a great segment where we discussed MMA. And we just want to throw it out there that based on the last parlay we hit with the MMA and a little bit of hockey, we kind of know what we're talking about. Well this is why they call me the MMA expert. I, I gave you, but I gave you the hockey pick, so it overall just worked out great as a parlay pick for us. It's Quif, true. Cliff tell tell our great listeners the parlay that we hit last week. Well, I'm was, pretty
0: proud of it. It was a pretty easy one. You know, we had Jim Crew, we had the Vancouver come up.
1: again, Jim Crew, game time decision for us. Game
0: man. time decision. We saw the look in his eye, and we said yeah. that guy is not to be messed with. Yeah, he, he had the heart of a champion. You could just see it just by just by his warm up routine. No doubt about it. Pretty much, and. Yeah, on-the-spot decision, and it was a pretty that, easy and win. And that, ma-
1: that match wasn't even close. It was a blowout the No, the time. odds were,
0: like, even, though, and we, yeah, definitely got our money's worth out mm-hmm. of that one. But yeah. before I was so rudely interrupted, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had Jim Crute, Vancouver Canucks, beating the Bruins, as sad as, you know, I didn't want to do it, but... But Cliff listened to me because he knows he doesn't know anything about hockey. I did listen to him on that one, and Vancouver ended up winning like 9-3 to or something. Wasn't even close. <laughs> it was crazy. Wasn't
1: even close, called that
0: one. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, we uh, we had Tyson Fury beating uh, Deontay Wilder, which... We also thought that was a pretty easy one, but... Yeah, just judging from the first match, how technical Fury was, Deontay Wilder actually came out and said that the gear during his walkout was too heavy and it affected his legs to be wobbling. Cop out, complete and utter cop out. Pretty much, the I mean, Tyson Fury. Just to let you know, if you didn't watch the fight, was carried out on a throne. Great walkouts, if we're being honest. Just, I mean, it took forever, but <laughs> hey, it was. It was still interesting. but the uh, We also had Dan Booker beating Paul Fel- Paul Felder, right? Yeah, we did have Dan
1: Hooker. Hooker, yeah. I'm still learning on the <laughs> MMA. I'm still learning a little bit, you know. But we watched that fight. Overall, I mean, it was, it was a great title match, not going to lie.
0: Well, it wasn't a title match. It was <laughs> a main so, event. Still learning on MMA, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, a lot of people had Paul Felder winning that fight. I don't know if it's just because we had bet on him that, you know, we saw a completely different fight, but we had a... No, we gave it a complete,
1: because we're sports experts, right? We gave it
0: a complete unbiased opinion. I mean, there's no
1: doubt about it,
0: Dan Hooker won that fight. Yeah, Dan Hooker had a 48-47 on, on my card. I had him, Dan Hooker winning 1-3-5, and five. and the only reason, and people seem to speculate on round 5... But the significant strikes were pretty much dead even. I think Paul Felder had two more, but and Hooker, Dan Hooker had that takedown. <laughs> yeah, the takedowns is really what well separated us. Well, the takedown in the last minute and something, like maybe minute ten, and Hooker just, I mean, yeah, a lot of people say this is the bitch way to do it, but Hooker did what he had to do to win. He pretty much took him down with a minute ten. One in front of his hometown crowd. I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, the, people, the reason people are mad about it it's because Hooker took him down and just laid on him. And he didn't really do much damage, and a lot of people hate that part of MMA. But if you're getting that extra money to win the fight, you damn right that I would take someone down and just lay on him for a minute. Yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's just like um, the Diego Sanchez, Diego Sanchez and Michael Pereira fight. I mean, you had the uh, Michael Pereira just absolutely dominating him. Yeah. And then, boom, one illegal knee and Diego Sanchez is completely fine. Everybody knows he's fine. But ask the ref, if I can't continue, do I win? And what did Diego Sanchez do? He said, I can't continue. Even though he was fine, <laughs> leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but he gets that extra money because he got the win. People do what it takes to win. And this is what I've been trying to argue with Don: is no matter what you have to do, you do what it takes to get yeah, the win. we
1: already know I, I beat him on the Astro science stealing scandal, which he's trying to bring up. Anyway, I do want to say we got a little bit, you know, we are great MMA experts here on the show. We did get a little bit overzealous and whipped on one of our picks with, I can't remember, but it was the Asian chick that
0: beat the Polish chick. Carolina... wasn't even close that was was terrible no that whole fight in general was boring good night so
1: cliff tell our listeners the crazy parlay we have tonight Mm. you know since we hit on the last
0: mma one you say crazy i say easily doable
1: yeah but you know since we obviously nailed the last parlay we did on, on the ufc we figured because we're looking out for you guys we would at least let our listeners know this time
0: I'm gonna let y'all know. So we got Tom Breeze. that's an easy win. Grant Dawson, that's the safest bet of the night. Magomed and Kal and or An however you pronounce it. Easy win, Megan Anderson, easy win, and yes, it's Megan Anderson. But Hooker's also Australian and look how well he did last year. Yeah, time. so Just we're going saying. we're going with the Aussies. Yeah, back to back. But then we got Joseph Benavidez for the main event. The flyweight vacant title is Joseph Benavidez and Divison Figueroa. Benavidez is going to get his ass kicked. It's not even going to be close. The guy hasn't been as active over the few years. He's definitely still, you know, a contender, if you want to say. But Figueroa, I mean, the guy's been on a tear. And you're pretty much counting on the only way Benavides wins is if he just takes him down and just lays on top of him which i just don't think's going to happen mm-hmm. but then i mean we also threw in a couple hockey picks we got the over under for well, the- just
1: just on this parlay we have the pittsburgh money line because you know the recipe for success obviously for us has been to throw a bunch of mma picks with one money line nhl nhl pick i mean it worked last week it's bound to happen again Pittsburgh money line, they've lost five in a row. Yes, but they're bound to bounce back tonight. Easy pick. So once we hit this parlay, Cliff, I mean, well, we're making two thousand. Am I right? A couple thousand, which would be. Yeah. Uh, so so if we kind of hit it, you know, calling my shots might not be here next week, but hey, we'll be in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Or Reno, I'm I'm down for either one of them. So that first rather, class tickets though, we ain't going cheap. No 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 not not if we hit that parlay for sure, but. Anyway, I think another great NHL pick is going to be the Stars and the Blues. Over-under at five. I mean, come on. How many games do you see this year that are less than five goals? That's pretty easy. They both have pretty great offenses. I think that's easily going to hit on the over. I agree. And we got the uh, Jets and Oilers, too. We got the over. Complete, complete high-scoring game. I mean, look, a safe bet if you want to bet on the NHL is to bet the over. But, I mean, look, at you're talking about the most prolific scorer in the league with Connor McDavid. Leon idol's having a crazy year, too. And we obviously know that the Maple Leafs struggle goaltending, and they also have some elite goal scorers, too, with Austin Matthews and John Tavares. I mean, the over on that is bound to hit, no doubt about it.
0: You would think, but now we
1: have you jinxing it. Hey, I didn't jinx it last week, and look what happened. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens this weekend. <laughs> Well, anyway, we just want to thank you guys for listening.
0: Be sure to tune in next week. This is the great Calling My Shots and Leap Year special. Also, uh, Calling Your Shots wants to encourage gambling. This is a fun and non-addictive way to watch sports. And, yeah, you might make some money. So Look, it makes every
1: on. sport, no matter what you're doing, it makes it more interesting. Ten
0: times more interesting. Right. Way better. Yeah. And non-addictive. yeah emphasis on the non-addictive but anyway that wraps up this week's segment we want to thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more killer content good night